Guys, it's that time again. Step in the ring with the greatest faction in podcast history. Just freaking wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by Travesty. I'm Dizzle J. It's weird. I don't know what it is, but it's like the way you introduce yourself just doesn't seem regular. Oh, say, I'm Dizzle J. No, nah, I guess I'm just not used to somebody not uh, throwing a bunch of titles at themselves before they announce themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, how I, you know, I did not mean any shade by calling the other show the regular show. <clears throat> to me, well, that is the original, and I am basically like a like a legends contract guy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm, I'm sitting here with legendary travesty, who does numerous shows. Yeah, so and you got those two mid cutters on the other show. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, well, let's see. You get you get you get guys like Pac Man and Nubby. You know, they're like uh, they're like the Seth Rollins, the Cody Rhodes, and all that. And then we got you. You're like Brock Lesnar, just not shitting on uh, fucking women and group sex and everything. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes no sense. Yeah. Um, Bo Dallas and whatever his name is over there, yeah. <laughs> Bo Leaf. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean it's it's cool. You know, they they can give themselves their their titles and that stuff. That's I mean it's fine. I I know them. They they gotta get their shit over, and I'm cool with it. Um, <clears throat> don't want to speak too harshly about them because last time we did, they threw a fit. Um, but, I don't have to uh, do them every week. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well, Pac-Man, Pac-Man will not be on the show Monday. He's going to be out of town at a work thing. Uh, but uh, I will have a uh, a special co-host on Monday night. Uh, Steve from the Power Hour will be joining me and Nubby on the back half of the show. So I'm really excited for that because we're going to talk about uh, super wrestlers and all that uh, that night. I don't know if you've uh, been seeing like the independent wrestling stuff going around and everything, but uh, Billy Wack, uh, former owner of Lunatic Wrestling Federation, and I think he did Blitz and Joliet. I'm not quite sure. Uh, I'm not really too familiar with his history. Started up Night of the Super Wrestlers, which basically probably be perfect if you ever wanted to take your kid to something. That yeah. probably be the one to take them to because oh. they're taking independent wrestlers and giving them like Unique and, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, supernatural kind of characters. Oh! I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not saying supernatural like ghosts and spirits, but like, yeah. like superhuman, like out of this world, like illogical kind of gimmicks. Uh, that, I think that'd be some, and I'm just saying that because based on like the stuff that you and your kid enjoy yeah. and stuff, I, I think that would be one that, uh, 
He would definitely be a huge fan of. And obviously Southland Championship Wrestling because that's local and why the fuck would you not want to go to that? Uh, I, I do enjoy that show when I can get to it. So yeah, I would love if you guys can make it to the Majestic show on the 23rd. I want to so bad. I'm trying to convince him to go because I want to go. I, one, I love the Majestic. Yeah. Two, well, SCW Windy mm-hmm. City alum show. That's right. Windy City alum. Yeah, it's I, I would I would love for you guys to be there. Uh, t- they have fantastic tickets still available. Um, but like I mean, it's, and and that's like because Pac Man and his uh, friend Gabagool are going to be there, and Gabagool is a huge Windy City fan, and they have these VIP seating available for twenty dollars a piece, where you can sit up on stage next to these Windy City alum guys. And if you didn't want to do that, you can sit front row. I believe front row is twenty five dollars. Second row is twenty dollars. General mission is uh is fifteen dollars. There's second row seating, I believe, is thirty dollars. Um, and then you could buy like a table of eight for like hundred and eighty bucks and shit like that. So there's wow. there's there's different seatings that are available and all this stuff. Um, but I hope you guys do get to go to it because it's gonna be a fantastic show. A lot of matches have been announced and everything. Uh. It, it's supposed to be really cool, and obviously it's all to uh, pay tribute to uh, Mr. Bill. Yeah, uh, the triple threat match for the title looks really good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy with the uh, match card so far. Um, I'm looking forward to kind of getting the entire match card rundown, getting high voltage set up, and really seeing what everything's going to be like there. And it's cool because they're partnering up with a lot of people in order to do this. I, I believe the bar in the basement of Majestic is called Flanagan's. I believe that's what it's called. Uh, we have we have a mutual friend that works there. Or at least she, do, she does work there sometimes. Yeah, I don't think that's true. I don't know anyone who works at Flanagan's Pub. Danielle Williams? Who? Danielle Williams? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't call her a mutual friend. I, <laughs> I, mean, I dated her for I 10 days. I think she listens to the show, so we can say whatever we want. Yeah, I dated her for 10 <laughs> days my senior year of high school, and uh, since then we haven't really uh, really gotten along. I didn't know she worked there. Last time I heard, she worked at the Harley shop in Mantino. Uh, she she works at uh, – she's always on my Facebook feed, so I don't know. She's at some place, and she does bars every there. The coffee shop in that place is really good too. Gotcha. Well, if you ever, if you ever, re- I don't think we're friends on Facebook. Uh, we kind of ever. Well, we we talked from time to time when her dad was still uh, doing the band, which Ripley Street, which you know Ripley Street was the theme song to this freaking show for years before we changed it this year. So I mean, we always had that. In common stuff, but now we haven't really talked that much. If you ever do happen to see a post or something like that, tell her to reach out to me. Because uh, if she does work at Flanagan's, I'd love to talk to her. But the after party for the show is going to be in Flanagan's. They're partnering up with uh, Quality Inn over by the Lulls off of Route 50. Yeah, for, my uh, Yeah, so they're doing uh, they're doing rates, uh, uh, room rates for fans who are uh, going to go to the show, which is perfect because it's like seven minutes away from the Majestic. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice place. Um, my friend Stacy is the manager over there. Oh, all right. Well, if she's working the twenty third. She's gonna be really fucking busy because, from my understanding, is everyone's gonna go and enjoy the open bar during the show, and then, well, not open bar. They're gonna enjoy the fully stocked bar 
during the show. Fully stocked bar. Don't tell anyone I said open bar. Scratch that part of it. It's a stocked bar <laughs> where you can purchase stocked bar where you can purchase alcohol from. Better edit uh, that shit out. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not gonna edit anything. People just need to not be fucking stupid. I'm like, who Travis? You told me it was an open bar. No, I did not. It's a stocked bar. I misspoke. I'm correcting myself right now. Don't be jagoffs. Go buy shit. Quit being fucking weirdos. Um, it's a fully stocked. <laughs> it's a fully stocked <laughs> bar that you can buy drinks from during the show, and then there's an after party at Flanagan's that people are gonna go to after that, and then people are gonna hit Oliver's over at the Quality Inn after that. So, um. For those of you who are working Flanagan's and Quality Inn, Oliver's on the 23rd, you're going to be busy. So, I don't know if I'm going to any of that. I'm not really an after-party guy. I'm not really a party guy in general. I mean, if you could tell by the, uh, the, the grays in my beard and the glasses I'm wearing, you know, I'm, I like to be in bed as early as possible, so. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not really a, drum can't drive yet, so. I'm not really a fan of drinking in front of my kid. I I do it like how like family parties and shit like that, but I'm not out there getting blitzed in front of my kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just something I don't do. Yeah. Well, they do get concessions and sodas at the show too. So I again, I hope you guys can make it out. For anyone looking for information on the show, go to mrbillclassic.com. There you'll be able to find the link to the hotels for bookings. You'll be able to buy your tickets from there as well. And they uh, post the announcements of who's going to be there and what's going to be happening there. Or you can see Mr. Bill Classic on Facebook as well. Make sure you check that out. But we do not talk about independent wrestling here. We talk about professional wrestling that's seen on TV. And we are going to cover predictions for revolutions that's happening this Sunday. That's tomorrow as we're recording. Before we dive into any of that at all, i got to remind you guys that this episode of Just Freak Wrestling, the JFW podcast, is brought to you by CarterComics.com. Now, if you're like fucking uh, Dizzle J and you're a big-ass stupid nerd and you like reading stupid things like animated fucking make-believe superheroes and shit, well, I guess comics is a place to go for that. And what better place to get your comics than CarterComics.com? Because it's a one-stop shop for all your comic needs, whether it be graded or raw. If you want to read something while you're sitting alone in front of your computer because you got no friends and girls, or if you're looking to display something up on the wall because, hell, you want something that's a 9.8 because that's important to you, you can do those both at CarterComics.com to fill up your cart with all their amazing products. Whether it be graded or raw, Carter Comics has got them all. Plus, our discount code of FREAKNET, F-R-E-A-K-N-E-T, will save you 10% on your entire order. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, I mean, it's cool if I just want to save on one, you know, 10%, blah, blah. But, hey, listen, idiots. If you buy more than one comic, you get an additional 10% off. That's called a multi-purchase discount. So you can buy more than one comic, use our discount, it'll save you 20% overall in your entire purchase. On top of that, free shipping. That's right, you don't have to pay for shipping. So all you fucking morons out there to think, well, I can't afford a fucking comic. Go buy a couple of them, save 20%, and get them shipped to you for absolutely free. And it's not just at the website. Go to their eBay, because I know you losers like going to fucking eBay and bidding on shit. The discounts and all that, they all apply, and Freaknet can be included on your purchase of eBay, too. You can find the link to that at the homepage at CarterComics.com. How aggressive was that? That was super aggressive. So aggressive. <laughs> so aggressive, man. Um, well, my nightmares have come true. It looks like it's happening. Fucking Bloodline versus Cody and Seth, night one of WrestleMania. Oh, God, I know. I was talking last night. and I, I, We don't need it. I don't want to see it. No. I'll see Rock versus Cody on SmackDown or Raw. Don't need a tag team bout. Why are you going to put 
Now you're taking away spots from people. Yep. You haven't even announced a tag team match yet for the yeah. title. I'm not. I, I I won't say that I agree with you on the spots being taken thing yet because they haven't really fully booked what matches are happening. Well, and so I I just I don't think they need it because they don't need these guys to fucking they don't need Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, and Seth Rollins wrestling twice. I think the stipulation idea is fucking stupid. I, I didn't hear stipulation. So so the stipulation is if. Seth and Rock, or if Seth and Cody win, then there will be absolutely no bloodline involved in the title match on, on night two. That means Solo, Jimmy, Paul Heyman, and The Rock are banned from the arena. They will not be at WrestleMania night two. Which, okay, you could say that, but I believe Bloodline was also banned from ringside in one of uh, Roman Reigns' title matches, and Solo Sokola showed up anyways. Before um, part of it. Yeah, yeah. And obviously since they just signed that, uh, I don't Toma remember the guy Tonga. name. What was his name? Toma, Toma Tonga? Something, yeah, yeah, from New Japan. A fucking badass dude. I heard, I heard he's incredible. I, I've heard one of two rumors. Either he's going to be a new member of the Bloodline, which he isn't a family member at all. He's not. Um, he's either going to be a member of the bloodline or he's going to be replacing AJ Styles and the OC. Which I believe this guy was part of the Bullet Club. Yeah, they, he was. Okay. So, um, for those of you who wears glasses and headphones, I don't know how you get through it because it's uncomfortable as fuck. Um, I feel like a fucking Pac-Man all the time, dicking with my glasses. <laughs> Stupid. Um... But if The Rock and Roman win, then the match against Roman and Cody are, I guess what he's calling it is bloodline rules. Which means uh, Jimmy Uso could be the special guest referee. Solo could be singing the national anthem. Uh, Paul Heyman could be handing Roman a chair. Basically, he's saying, hey, listen, don't worry. Cody and Seth are going to fucking win because they're not going to make the main event look like that. Or they are going to make the main event look like that, so Cody goes over super tough. It's it's, I, it's, it's, it's so dumb. Not, nothing about this fucking makes sense. It's, they must I have called Tony Khan to book this. <laughs> it's stuff like this that makes me honestly believe that when Cody came out and did what he did on the stage at the uh, at the uh, conference or whatever the hell they were calling it in Las Vegas, when he decided to choose Roman over Seth, this shit this shit proves to me that that was a hell mary call and say, hey, the fans don't want Roman and Rock, they want Cody and Roman, just go out there and pick Roman. Rock's a professional; he'll be able to, you know, he'll get it, you know, he he'll know what to do and shit like that. Because none of this makes fucking sense. Because no. if they really wanted to do this tag team shit, they would have done it at Elimination Chamber. And it would have fucking been huge. But maybe Seth wasn't healed 100% to do so. Maybe that's why they couldn't. But I, I think you just said it at the beginning here. They could do this shit on, like, Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. And why, how are you going to put Seth Rollins, who we know has got several injuries, Yeah. and now you're going to make him work back-to-back nights... Yeah. With all main eventers, mm-hmm. uh, you're putting him at risk. Yeah, you're putting all your guys at risk, really. But it's like, come on, 
or what what about Raw after WrestleMania, which is one of the biggest Raws of the year? Yeah. That's where that match could go. Yeah. Or or uh, was I'm I'm guessing that the following pay per view is going to be WrestleMania Backlash. That's been, like it's been for the last few years. Yeah. You could do the tag team match then. The fact that this is a thing, or you tell you what, you don't do it at all until it's forced upon the bloodline to have it at war games. Ooh. You know, like I, granted, I, th- I think I think we're just a little partial to war games. <laughs> war games is fantastic. I, I, I do. I do wish they kept war games on NXT and they kept the traditional Survivor Series like matches how they were. Um, but I get that they wants war games on their, you know, PLEs and stuff. And, um, and maybe November is too far out to drag this, you know, on as far as you can. But honestly, you could, you could have, you could mix match fucking Roman and Seth, Cody and Roman, Rock and Roman, Rock and Seth. You know, you get a couple guys to back, you know, Cody and Seth, like, I don't know, fucking uh, Jay and Sammy Zayn or whatever. Um, and then yeah, you guys, cool. keep, everyone, they just keep battling each other. At SummerSlam, you could have, <clears throat> you could have Seth and Roman, Rock and Cody and shit. That could be, you know, your main events for SummerSlam. And then it rolls into Survivor Series where it's the big ass fucking war games. You know, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, that shit like that can happen. But the fact that now they're, yeah, but now that they're, you know, Pushing everything together, and the fact that they had, and they had to do it, and this, and I appreciate the fact that they had to do this because behind the scenes is no secret to wrestling fans anymore. So everyone knows that The Rock is on the board of directors, right? And the fact that he had in his promo uh, last night on SmackDown said, "Like I am basically your boss, so it's not like you could stop it from happening and shit like that." Um, he really dove into the meth issues in Arizona. Oh God, I, um, I did see the highlights of it. It was it was a yeah. great promo. Great yeah. promo. Yeah, and it's, it's not like Arizona disagreed. You know, it's, <laughs> it's just weird to me that, and I'm sure he. I I don't know if it's either he had to get approval from WWE to do it, or he just you know went to business for himself. But normally they don't talk about drug references on day, no, especially saying coke and meth. Yeah. You know, when I watch Twitch streams and shit of people and they're like streaming their, um, they're, they're streaming their games that they're playing. If they stream it over on TikTok, uh, they're not allowed to reference drugs on. They have to call it candy and goofy shit like that. Yeah. So I don't see it being any different than fucking WWE being like, oh, hey, dude, we can't really. I mean, I get that you want to call them meth heads and shit like that, but you can't really say meth on TV. But either either they approved it and said, yeah, it's fine, we can do it, you know, or he just said, hey, you know what? Ask forgiveness, not permission. I'm, I'm the fucking rock. I'll do what I want. Uh, another thing that I I called and came true, which I think was obvious. I'm not taking credit for it. I'm not saying that I know what's happening in the future. It's pretty fucking obvious. Dakota Kai uh, yep. turned on Bailey. Uh, kind of saw that happening. Um, so, really, I Bailey's. Was soon. I thought maybe they push it off until WrestleMania. Um, to you know, if for any reason, if for any reason Io was to retain the title over Bailey, it'd be the the turn on Bailey by Dakota Kai. Um, doing this early now, I do believe Bailey is to win it, 
But um, basically, Bailey has to go into WrestleMania alone now. Like, she has nobody to have her back. And Charlotte's not due back for a while, is she? I, you know, I'm not sure what her uh, time frame is. I really, I know, I mean, obviously, I know she's behind the scenes at 30E and stuff with Andrade and stuff, and obviously, she's walking around fine. I think she's reinvented. I don't know where she is physically, but to put another person who can't wrestle with a knee injury next to Bailey, just like they did with Dakota Kai. Yeah. Who knows? Now, the only thing I think would be fucking incredible would be um, if they could pull it off, an absolute must have is during the the title match when you have Asuka and Kyrie and Dakota out there, you have Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha come out to like a to like a brand new four horsewomen song. Very relatable to hell, you could even use the four horsemen song from WCW if you really wanted to. But more of like a uh a feminine sounding, you know, new twenty twenty four sounding song. But could you imagine like okay, so you you have to you have to think about it for a minute. When when Triple H faced Sting at WrestleMania. Yeah. And DX was coming down the ring and all that stuff, and you know they're going to interfere. And then all of a sudden, that NWO music hits, and here comes Hall, Nash, and Hogan. You can't tell me that seeing Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte walk down to that ring would not give you the same fucking feeling. I, I think that'd be awesome because now it's probably even better, even even more so now because for us that was awesome. Right. Because that's the era we grew up in. Now you're talking that you have a whole nother generation coming up to where. These guys are practically wetting their pants. Right, yeah. Well, let's face it. We're, we're going to walk around going like this, too. You have to. You fucking you have, have to. to. And, and here's another thing. Dude. Think about this. Think. Imagine Imagine this, dude. Imagine this, if you will. But I want you to close your eyes. I want you to imagine this for a minute. Just close your eyes. Okay, now just listen to this. Okay. Becky. Becky beats real Ripley on night one of WrestleMania. So now she is the new heavyweight champion, right? And now... EO and Bailey will face each other in the main event at night one of WrestleMania. You know, she, she's fighting EO. She's in the upper hand. All of a sudden, damage control starts coming down to the ring. And all of a sudden, you hear that fucking four horsewomen music. And at the top of the stage, you got Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha here to save the fucking day, taking out damage control. Bailey gets that win, and now she's the new champion. And in impromptu fashion, Night two of WrestleMania, you get Charlotte and Sasha against the Kabuki Warriors for the tag team titles. They pick up the victory, and at the end of all that, you got all four horsewomen standing in the middle of the ring holding all four championships with the big fucking fours up in the air. Pay tribute to Ole Anderson, who recently passed away. Obviously, Charlotte's father, Arn Anderson, you know, all all those guys, you know? Yeah. Uh Blanchard, all imagine how big of a fucking moment that would be in WrestleMania. The biggest WrestleMania they're claiming. WrestleMania forty. The biggest WrestleMania of all times. And you're able to make that moment where these four horsewomen who started the the women's revolution or evolution, whatever you want to call it, in WWE, are all standing tall with all Four titles, 
And the thing yeah. is, because they're powerful, because they are who they are, they don't got to stay on just Raw or just SmackDown. They travel together because now they are all the veterans that everyone's going to go after. And they can be heels, they can be faces, you can be whatever the fuck they want, whoever you want to put them up against. But they hold all the gold, they hold all the power. So when they come to Raw or they come to SmackDown, they're stepping out of fucking limos and fucking suits, just like the Four Horsemen. That I, I, I legitly got the goose pimples. Right? That, that was amazing. That is something. If they can find a way to work out and negotiate, because I don't know if Sasha is officially signed to AEW or not, I do not know. But if they can find a way to make it work and they can pull that shit off and Charlotte is healed and healthy and ready to go, or even if she's just, you know, to the point where she can get a couple shits in and get Sasha to do the majority of the match, even if you just get that, that fucking, that one moment at WrestleMania 40 on night two, all four women are standing in the ring holding up fucking belts, showing we have come so fucking far and came full circle. We finally gave everybody everything they wanted and did the four horsemen symbol in the middle of the fucking ring and then that four horsemen women's song hits I, I, fucking magic I think, I think Cody and Roman would finally get put on the back burner at that point in time Damn. and not be the sole focus of everybody's stuff no oh, dude the, the, and the that thing is amazing. like yeah and the thing is the bloodline stuff has been has been great I'm not gonna say it hasn't no, but you know what job. Yeah, but you know, the focal points can change in one way or another. Cody, Cody does need to finish his story. Cody does need to win at WrestleMania. Yeah, or or else all this has just been for nothing, you know. But no one can. No one says you could only have one fucking moment, you know. No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, oh God, I want that. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because I said this, if it happens, you know where I got credit from. Oh, yeah. You know. We've done so many things for this company in the past, and we know we've predicted a lot of things. Well, we we should find out next Wednesday, I believe, if Sasha signed to AEW. I think that's their special boss time show in Boston. Oh, is it? The Boston show. Um, Yeah, she's probably signed. Dicks. Um... Well, obviously, we're looking at... We, there, there's not been an official full match card of WrestleMania yet. Obviously, we're still weeks out, uh, like a month, three weeks, whatever the hell you want to look at it. Uh, still no Hall of Fame announcements yet. Nobody announced for the Hall of Fame yet. Nobody. Yeah, so... Makes me wonder if they're even going to have it this year. I, I think they got to. I just... I mean, who who knows what the hell they're doing with that. They're going to have to rapid fire this shit over the next three, three and a half weeks. Um, but clearly we're known, obviously we know Roman's going to face Cody. We know that. We know uh, Drew McIntyre is going to face Seth Rollins. Obviously we're going to have this tag team match between the Bloodline and Cody and Seth. Uh, it looks like Logan Paul is probably going to face Randy Orton. Gunther. AJ versus LA Knight. AJ versus LA Knight. We don't know who Gunther's going to face yet. I know they're going to continue to build. It seems like it could be Dominic Mysterio. I kind of hope not, but you know, at the same time, it is what it is. Um, Although Dom has improved so much. Yeah, Dom is good. They really need to stop filtering in the loud boos. I don't believe that's really the fans being that loud all the time. They, um, I, I don't know. Did you see they had to edit the, edit the uh, show in Perth? No. They were all giving them the finger at the front row. 
That I did not see. No, I missed that part. They blacked out the whole front row because they were all flipping them off. No, I missed that. I'd have to go back yeah. and go check that. That'd, that'd be fucking, that's fucking interesting. Uh, it looks like Jimmy and Jay will probably face each other at WrestleMania. Um, we don't that's know like, who the... Oh, man. Yeah, uh, tag team, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's New Catch Republic again, or maybe they'll have, like, a fatal four-way tag team match or something. Um... Yeah, so there, there's a lot of there's a lot of med- oh I'm sorry uh, Becky and Rhea obviously Bay- Bailey and Io so there's a lot of matches that have been announced some matches that are looking like they're going to happen and then there's a few whatever I'm guessing Friday they're going to do the Andre the Giant Battle Royal like they've been doing they haven't been doing it on WrestleMania over the past few years it's been happening on Friday so they'll probably do uh, Andre the Giant Battle Royal when we do predictions for WrestleMania. Um, we will probably also predict the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. And whatever happened to the Women's Battle Royal? Like, wasn't, wasn't that also a thing? Did they only do that once and that was it? I, I believe it was, so. I don't, I don't yeah. think it was. I think it was a pre-show, maybe. Well, I know because they called it the Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, Memorial Battle Royal, but they had to get rid of that because she was a horrible fucking monster. And they just called it the Women's Classic Battle Royal or whatever. But, I mean, there's so many other women they can name it after. And, like, why not bring that back? I mean, battle royals are fun. So, yeah. hey, uh, who would you name it after? The, the China battle royal. You could do China. Um, probably wouldn't do Sunny. She's in jail. Yeah. Well. Uh, you already got the May Young Classics. So she doesn't need a May Young battle royal. Uh, dude, honestly, it'd probably be China. She's I'm probably gonna say uh, China. China. China would probably be the best one. Yeah. I think even uh, Xbox said that in the Hall of Fame. Like we need a China Memorial battle royal or something like that. Um, yeah, I really don't know. I don't, I mean, Miss Elizabeth, maybe, but she wasn't really a wrestler. That's She's not even right. in the Hall of Fame yet, either. Fucking dumb. Really? Yeah, Miss Elizabeth's not in the Hall of Fame, yeah. Pretty sure, she, pretty sure she's not. I'm shocked. Um, I, I'm shocked. Shocked. <laughs> Uh, she was part of some of the most memorable storylines, becoming the most famous wrestler valley of all time, capturing the hearts of the world, leaving a legacy as the first lady of professional wrestling. Miss Elizabeth truly deserves her induction into the Hall of Fame. Inducted first lady Miss Elizabeth is in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Miss Elizabeth is in the Hall of Fame. Her family doesn't want her in it somehow. Oh, wow. It wasn't WWE's fault, though. That was Lex Luger. That was 100% Lex Luger. Today marks 20 years since the passing of Miss Elizabeth on his last May. Um, okay. Yeah, I mean, if it's her family, then her family's, you know, you know, causing her to miss out on a great opportunity to be part of something. They miss out on a great payday, too, I'm sure. Oh, God, yeah. Come on now. Fuck yeah. Plus the ring. Plus she gets to share a great, uh, accolade along, uh, former President Donald Trump. So, I mean, come on now. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Also Snoop Dogg and Kid Rock, but whatever. Okay, cool. And Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, you throw fucking Ozzy in there, but fucking uh, Motorhead's not in there. Bro. Fucking, I, uh, fucking Lemmy. Lemmy, what's his fucking name? Lemmy. Lemmy. Lemmy, okay. Lemmy yeah. Kilmeister. Yeah, and he's not in the Hall of Fame yet? Come on now. I bet he will be. If there's a celebrity induction into the Hall of Fame this year, I guarantee it's got to be Lemmy. It's got to be. I mean, how many of those fucking... Uh, theme songs that he made for Triple H. And now Triple H is running the show. Lemmy's gotta be put in the fucking Hall of Fame. Yeah, dude, Triple H won't go, Triple H won't go in solo. 
while he's still there. Yeah. That's what I think Vince will ever go in? He's <laughs> 94. <laughs> no. They'd have to flush him out. <laughs> All right, man. Let's talk about some predictions for um, All right. uh, for Dirty Revolution. I haven't watched a whole lot of AEW, uh, not because I don't have time, just because it's AEW. Highlights. Uh, Perfect. Then you'll you'll probably predict this better than me. Um, so March third in uh, Greensboro, North Carolina, at the Greensboro Coliseum, AEW will bring you Revolution. Uh, there are ten matches that have been announced. No one AEW. There'll probably be one or two more. But officially, this is going to be Sting's final wrestling match. Which uh, we all know that wrestlers who retire do stay retired. Uh, if, you don't, if, you don't, if you don't believe that, go listen to my interview I did with Ivan Manson uh, last year and tell me how many matches he's had since. Um, it's, not, it's, not, yeah, it's not digging you, buddy. It's just a funny little uh, anecdote, which I am going to do my part two interview with Ivan Manson here in the future. I really need to get that book done and uh, set with him. Um, so to, as of right now, there's one pre-show match. we got Julia Hart and Sky Blue taking on Chris Statlander and... Willow Nightingale, Statlander and Nightingale will be accompanied to the ring by Stockley Hathaway. Uh, looks like a regular tag team match. Uh, we got you, Pac-Man, and Nubby all going for, uh, Hart and Sky Blue, which I get why Pac-Man and Nubby are doing Sky Blue because she is a local CSW, uh, uh, person and, uh, Nubby is a Sky Blue fan. Uh, I guess Pac-Man is too. I'm going with, uh, Statlander and Nightingale though. I, I, Stanlander is probably the most. I want to say the bit. I don't want to say the biggest name in the whole match, but no, I would agree. I, I don't. Yeah. She, she's a phenomenal athlete. I I think AEW needs to work on their women's division personally. Mm-hmm. They do. They don't put those girls on for maybe fifteen minutes a week, maybe. Well, when when you look at this, so okay, so. We have the AEW Tag Team titles on the line, the AEW International title on the line, the AEW World title on the line, AEW Women's Championship is on the line, uh, the AEW TNT Championship is on the line, and the AEW World Championship, uh, or opportunity, sorry about that. Um, where's the other one? Uh, AEW uh, Continental Crown Championship. Where is the TBS title? The TNT title? No, the TBS title. That's the women's one, right? Yeah. It's not It's not booked here. Why is that not on the card? Every other title is on the card here, except for that one? Yeah. Well, let's let's remember who we're talking about. Yeah. I mean, like, like come on. I, I watched NXT the other day, um, and there was like three or four women's matches on that one show alone. Yep. So clearly they're trying to... Get girls ready to get moved up, and obviously, I mean, yeah, there's there's a few matches on here with women. I'm sorry, there's two matches on here with women. One's a pre-show match, but it's just like, yeah, I mean, if you have a championship, why not put it on the fucking line? And I'm t- I'm telling you, I'm I don't want to make fun of the women's division over there because that's not what we do here. <laughs> and uh, oh, while while you're talking, I'm gonna go have a smoke break. <laughs> <laughs> but to me, the, the best ones in their division are obviously Sierra Ruby. Um, I like Brick Baker. 
Yeah, and you look, we brought over or they brought over Jade Cargill, and she still hasn't really made a debut on SmackDown, Raw, or NXT, and that just makes me think that her mechanics aren't there yet. Yeah, there was she hasn't uh, been let go, but her mechanics I'm, aren't there yet. I'm glad you brought her up because there was something that was posted, and uh, normally, if you guys know who I am, you know I don't like to uh, to poke fun and yell at people. It's just not in my nature to do so, but shut up, idiot. Uh, <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. There was, a, there was a moment in a live show where uh, Maxine Dupree was booed out of the uh, the arena, and it was yeah. during a live show, and people were yelling at her about her wrestling ability and all this other shit. And the thing about Maxine Dupree that people need to realize is she is – Literally learning on the job. She is, it's different than a lot of other guys, but a lot of other people. She is literally learning on the job, which I honestly, which I wholeheartedly be, uh, believe is perfect for her gimmick because the idea is she is coming from being a modeling agent to being trained by Chad Gable. And if you're able to put together a storyline that shows that she is utilizing what she knows, while she's being taught by Chad Gable, but to really only utilize what she knows to the best of her abilities, I don't think that's a bad thing. No. And people who are booing her and telling her she sucks and she's horrible, it's like, like, grow the fuck up. Be a fucking person. You know, don't sit there and, you know, troll and do this shit because you feel you can because you have the right to dictate, you know, who people are in this fucking world. I don't understand how, you know, and I get it. We do, in all honesty, we do kind of poke at some people's um, uh, experience in the ring. You know, we talk about botches in AEW a lot, and there is a lot of them and everything. And we do talk about certain wrestlers who do fuck up uh, um, moves and stuff. So I know we're guilty of it, too. But we're not doing what people are doing to Maxine Dupree. And you I don't, think... You don't tell people they suck. No. Or they need to kill themselves or whatever the case may be or unalive themselves yeah yeah no it's yeah we're not doing that we may say that somebody needs some more training or what they did wasn't good um, right but the fact that they're going after maxine dupree because she's not putting on five-star fucking matches at live shows for god's sakes um is fucking ignorant it's 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 a complete lack of understanding of how wrestling works, how training works, how the business fucking works, and who she is as a fucking person. Not everyone is a Charlotte Flair. Not everyone is a Tiffany Stratton. Not everyone is Becky Lynch, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Rhea Ripley, Tony Storm. You know, people sometimes need to be trained to be professional fucking wrestlers. And that's yeah. exactly what they're doing with her because she's charismatic and they want her on TV. And they're doing so in a way that makes fucking sense and the fact that there were actual fellow women's wrestlers like jade cargill who went on to social media and even said being a woman i, I don't know the exact quote i'm gonna paraphrase this you can find it if yeah, you want yeah, yeah. um but being a woman who uh went through the same thing and learned on the job is a hard thing to do so why Jay Cargill is not on TV, why she hasn't debuted outside of Royal Rumble, is because when she was put on TV, she was put on 
as a new person learning to be a professional wrestler. And when she came to WWE, again, I know there's an interview out there. There's an article out there. You can look it up. It's her decision to go to the uh, performance center and hone her skills and touch everything up and be a better fucking wrestler. I was not aware of that part. That was her decision. But the thing that always drove me nuts with her in AEW is they – AEW pretty much John Cena heard to us. You just force feeding us Jade Cargill, Jade Cargill. And AEW marks are probably the worst wrestling marks Mm -hmm. ever. Yeah, you know, I don't don't consider myself a WWE mark. I'm not an AEW mark. I'm a wrestling fan. Yeah. His wrestling marks, she's the greatest thing ever. Hold on. Mm. She's good. She's going to be one of the greats. She has the potential. Now she's under the greatest learning tree there possibly can be. Mm -hmm. She's going to be the Bobby Lashley of the women's division, I believe. Oh, 100%. Yeah, she when when people talk about power and everything, they always go to Rhea and Bianca. And obviously what you saw uh, Royal Rumble when she lifted Nia Jax on her own Definitely. on her shoulder. Yeah. It's there's no doubt that she's going to be a fucking powerhouse. But oh, yeah. I can't remember when she was signed. So I don't remember how long ago it was, but there was a press conference that Triple H did after one of the pay-per-views and they asked about uh Cardio. It might have been Survivor Series, maybe. Um, or the one before that, SummerSlam. Um, but he even said that when she's ready, she's going to go. But she wants to get better. She wants to be better. So it's her decision. Now, I'm sure maybe she wants to be ready by WrestleMania. But the thing is, if I was Triple H, if I was WWE, I would be telling her, like, listen, we're already getting to the point of no return as far as WrestleMania goes. And we could try to fast track a match for you at WrestleMania, but or we or I'm sorry, we could fast track a match to WrestleMania for you against anybody or somebody, or we could wait till after WrestleMania and then kind of hit the ground running to like SummerSlam or something like that. And oh, honestly, I well, yeah, and I would okay. choose I would choose that route. I wouldn't want to be like you know Jay Cargill is the must see, must want to. This is the person we want to see immediately. I don't want to see her try to build a a story over the next three weeks before fucking WrestleMania. Like, absolutely not. You know, I want, I want her to get in there. I want her to, you know, I want people to know WWE J Cargill, not AEW's J Cargill, you know? And so, yeah, it, if you have an opinion of fucking wrestlers and shit, go ahead and have your opinions, but do it in a respectful, decent way. Don't be a piece of garbage or a fucking jag off. That sits there thinking like, oh, you know what's going to be fucking cool? I'm going to belittle a 23-year-old fucking girl who's on TV making more money than me and probably owns her own house while I'm sitting in my mom's fucking basement and slowly touching myself to what I assume is anime. You jag offs, grow the fuck up. Fucking Pac-Man. Exactly. (laughs) That that goofy-eyed fuck. (laughs) (sighs) Oh man! Uh, have have fun on your uh, your your uh, your work trip, you you schmuck. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna go. Th- I'm just gonna go down the list from one to ten sure. as, it's, as it's listed on Wikipedia. Uh, the second match announced is a tornado tag team match for the AEW World Tag Team Championships uh, in Sting's retirement match. 
Uh, Sting and Darby Allen, who are champions with Ric Flair, are going up against the Young Bucks, Matt, Matt Jackson and Nick Jackson. Matthew and Nicholas. Oh, my bad. You're right. I shortened it because, you know, I wanted to move on, but sure. Matthew Jackson and Nicholas Jackson. Um, let's see here. Uh, we all chose the Bucks. Yeah. Because Bucks crossed the board, which I make sense. I know there's, I think there was one article. I think it was a Meltzer thing that says, uh, that Khan is trying to convince Sting not to take the loss. And if this is true, way to fucking ruin it, you know. But it may, it may not be Meltzer. It may be somebody else. Who knows? Wrestling Observer, Wrestle somebody, whatever. Somebody posts some article on there saying that Tony Khan is trying to push Sting to not take the L in the fucking match. But you know what? There are some fucking guys out there who want to take their final match as a victory so they can have one more fucking highlight in their career. And then there are some guys who are willing to put the the next generation over and take the L. Do, what's it, I think it's called uh, doing business on your way out. Right. Put so, somebody over. Exactly. So, uh, we all chose, uh, the Unbucks, uh, across the board. Next one is the singles match for the AEW International Championship. We got Orange Cassidy going up against Roderick Strong. Strong's gonna have, uh, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Uh, I believe they're called the Kingdom. I believe that's the Kingdom. Undisputed Kingdom. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, they'll be out at ringside. <clears throat> Uh, me, Pac-Man, Nubby chose Strong. You're sticking with Orange Cassidy. Yeah. I just like Orange Cassidy. I like the guy. Funny gimmick. Dude, he's got, there's a YouTube video of his evolution in professional wrestling. It's just great to see the build of his character. I don't remember what it's called, but look it up. I'll look it up. Okay. I'll, I'll check it out when we're done here. Uh, some, uh, let's see, a three-way match for the AEW World Championship. Samoa Joe versus Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland. <clears throat> uh, Swerve's going to have Prince Nana. Nana? 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 Nana. Nana. Prince Nana out there with him. Uh, let's see here. Uh, we all chose Samoa Joe across the board on this one. Uh, and see, as far as I knew, Page was hurt, so he may not have been in this match, but... Like I said, I only catch highlights of this because I do not have cable at the moment. Yeah. Strickland will be champion one day. That that dude is just ridiculous. I, I, I firmly believe that Swerve will one day be champion. I just don't see Samoa Joe losing it so quickly. No. No. Oh, uh, see here. Singles match for the AEW Women's Championship. We got Timeless Tony Storm with Maria May and Luther. Versus Diana Perrazzo. <clears throat> uh, yes. Me, Pac-Man, and Nubby chose Storm. You chose Panasonic. <laughs> I don't know if you have you watched any. Have you caught any of the highlights of Timeless Tony? I, okay, I've seen. Yeah, I've seen the the Marilyn Monroe esque uh, vignettes and stuff that Tony Storm has done. They've done a good job with like it's like a split screen of black and white and color. So yeah, how they're gonna work it? It's I don't. Of, I don't know. They're they're doing a great job with it. I just liked the old Tony Tony Storm, you know, with the the eye black underneath the eye and dressing, you know, you know, backwards hat, kind of punky and stuff like that. I, yeah. I like that Tony Storm. Um, Diana Prado though does have an opportunity to uh, win the title here, and obviously, you know, they're I I believe they're really pushing that whole. I didn't get an opportunity from the last place I was at, so you know, let's take the opportunities more. We got them here and shit. 
on that they're they're doing the we used to be friends, we got the same tattoo, blah blah blah. Yeah. Plus Brown come back not too long ago. Yeah. Uh Seagulls match for the Continental Crown Championship, AEW's Continental Championship, ROH's World Championship, and the New Japan Pro Wrestling Strong Openweight Championship. <clears throat> if Danielson loses, he has to shake Kingston's hand. Yeah. Ooh. Well, oh. Danielson's uh <coughs> I don't want to say snooty. But he's fucking snooty towards Kingston. Kingston is, I want to call him like the every, like an every guy, everyday man. Like he, he'd be one of us walked into the wrestling world and just kicked ass. He, with no disrespect intended, he is the exact look of what you expect to be an indie guy. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. Yeah. No disrespect. No, no, I'm not. Just saying, like, I, no, and I don't mean it. I don't mean it as a disrespect thing. But when you think of an indie guy, you know, you don't, you know, you get guys who look like Kingston. You know, they're not Chris Masters. They're not fucking uh, Cesaro. You know, they're not uh, who's the fucking uh, Cage, Brian Cage. <clears throat> they're not jacked up fucking dudes. You know, he's, you know, he. He he just he's the he's the epitome of like you said the everyday guy. He's he's one of us in a sense, you know. He's like a dusty. Exactly, perfect, perfect analogy. Uh, you and I chose Kingston. Nubby and Pac-Man chose uh, Brian Danielson. Uh, singles match between Will Osprey and Konosuka Takashita. <laughs> Takashita, yeah. Yeah. Uh, as far as I know, this is Will Ospreay's AEW debut, kind of, uh, pay-per-view I, debut, is it? After his official signing, yes. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, because he has wrestled, yeah, okay. So, first official match as a signed AEW star. Right. Uh, we all chose Osprey across the board. Uh, singles match for the AEW, excuse me, uh, AEW TNT Championship, Christian Cage with... Kill Switch, Mother Wayne, and the Prodigy, Prod, Prodigy Nick Wayne versus Daniel Garcia. Uh, you, me, and Pac-Man chose Cage. Nubby went with Garcia. Garcia is a hell of a talent, first and foremost. Yeah. But Cage is probably their top heel. I mean, by far. Um... Kill Switch is Luchasaurus. I don't know if you know that. Yeah, yeah, well, I, yeah. I, I I saw that they did the whole change and everything. I mean, I'm okay with it. I wasn't a big fan of the Luchasaurus gimmick to begin with. But they but didn't change his mask. It's black. Yeah, I just I, just, I didn't like the name either, Luchasaurus. It, I, I believe Kill it's cartoony. Kill Switch was the name of a wrestler in Lucha Underground, I believe. It's probably him. No, it was, it was a black dude, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't see color like you. Um, I can't I'll tell you. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, like Eddie or Chavo Guerrero used to say back in the day, if it ain't white, it ain't right. <laughs> Remember that gimmick? Oh, my God. That offensive fucking golf caddy gimmick. <laughs> er, Erwin White. If it ain't white, it ain't right. 
And then Eddie died and so did that gimmick. So uh, thank God. Thank God that gimmick did not fucking stick around. <laughs> yeah. If you think if you think Vince isn't racist, you guys are fucking wrong. <laughs> yeah. So it was such a bad gimmick. What up, man? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, Dizzle froze before he said it. No, Dizzle didn't say it. <laughs> uh, tag team match: We got FTR, which is Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler, taking on Blackpool Combat Club. Featuring John Moxley and Claudio Castanoli. Um, let's see where we at. Uh, me and Pac-Man went FTR. You and Nubby went uh, Combat Club. Yeah, the com. I mean, I bet you Moxley bleeds. He's got to. It's pay per view. It's, it's Moxley. Any match he bleeds. I'm honestly, I'm kind of disappointed in his. Lately, career. I mean, after WWE, he was doing a great job, but now it's just like I don't know who to compare him to. But I, dude, you don't need to bleed in every match. Every match does not need to be a hardcore match. Mm-hmm. If that's what you want, go to CZW and fight Nick Cage. I know. I know. This means absolutely nothing, and uh, it, even saying it just means very, very fucking little. Uh, we do have one more match we got to go through, by the way, but before we do that, uh, there's ten matches booked on this pay-per-view. There's only two of them that doesn't, can, that doesn't have a former WWE guy in it. Yeah. Fun fact for you all out there. Uh, the final match is an all-star scramble match where the winner will receive a future AEW World Championship match. In this match, it's going to be Chris Jericho versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Lance Archer versus Hook versus Brian Cage versus Magnus versus Dante Martin. Jesus Christ. I went with Wardlow. You went with Wardlow. Pac-Man chose Hook. Nubby chose Powerhouse Hobbs. Um, Scramble matches have different rules for different companies, so I'm not quite sure what their scramble matches are, because in my mind, basically what a scramble match is, is I guess realistically more like a title. Like title Scramble matches for titles make more sense to me. Like There's a 10-minute time limit. Whoever is holding the title at the end of the match, whoever gets the final pin at the end of the match, is the champion. To me, that's what a scramble match is. Yeah, that's what I Yeah, so I don't know if this is a scramble match like... Uh, I think, because the way Nubby describes it, I don't know if it's Dreamwave or CSW, I think it's CSW. The way they do it is, it's basically like a, like a five-man uh, five man match. You know, whoever gets the first fall, fall wins. So fatal four-way, fatal five-way, fatal six-way, whatever the fuck it is, first fall to a finish. I don't know how their rules are as far as scramble matches at AEW. I'm kind of curious to see how it is. But I would rather see this be like an Iron Man kind of situation. Whoever has the most falls at the end of the match is the winner. But I'm, I'm gonna, what's up? Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was gonna say like I'm guessing this is like a first fall wins kind of thing. Yeah. Have you ever seen the King of the Mountain match from TNA? No. That that's an interesting concept. I, I like that because you have to to be eligible to win the match. You have mm-hmm. to get. A pinfall win or submission, you know, submission yeah. win. Then whoever gets pinned or submitted goes into a cage. 
But then you get the you have to take the title and run it up the ladder, or just take it down from the ladder. Either you run it no. up the ladder, or you grab it yeah, down. you're right. You gotta hang it up. Yeah, hang right. it up. You gotta hang yeah. it up. Okay. And you win. I okay. I've seen the ending on like highlights, but I've never seen an actual full match. I have to look that up. Do they still do those? I you know what? I don't know. It's hard for me to watch. Um, I have the TNA channel. It doesn't. It doesn't give me the updated stuff when I wanted to. Gotcha. So I'll, I'll catch matches from last month, this month. Yeah, and I don't. I don't know if I want to pay for the TNA app just yet. Maybe because they seem they seem to be on their way up. I would really like to see them succeed. I. I know there's a lot of speculation on a TNA, WWE kind of like, um, I guess you call it a merger or some shit. I guess it's very similar to AEW and Ring of Honor. I don't really see it because WWE already has a TNA and it's called NXT. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I, I guess they could do it. I mean, fucking Vince McMahon, you know, funded ECW in the 90s, so... I wouldn't see it being any different than this. I mean, like, in their minds, like, hey, listen, if we make TNA better and make them more competitive, then that just means we as a group are more competitive than AEW. They already own the video library. Yeah. True. So, and what is it? Uh, TNA is under Anthem, I believe. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else is going on in wrestling that we need to talk about? Uh, did you see what happened to NXT? Rich Holland? Yeah, Sean Spears. So is he come, did he come back as Sean Spears or Ty Dillinger? Yes. No, he's no, he's back as Sean Spears. He did a awesome. promo. He did a promo at the end of the show where he says like this is why Sean Spears is uh is in NXT. I'm not quite sure of the gimmick they're going for. I mean, obviously him knocking Ridge Holland out with that chair is like, oh, the chairman. But this kind of seems like a uh like a, oh god. Kind of like a self-help guy kind of gimmick. I'm not quite. I'm not quite sure what it is. It was he only did one promo very briefly, and it just really reminded me of like a guy's like I am here to help, even if it hurts. You know, it's so I'm not sure of the gimmick, but yeah, no. Uh, Sean Spears made it over there, um, dude. A, a lot of a lot of people who left WWE went to T or went to AEW are now coming back to WWE and. Some of them they haven't done much with yet. Obviously, Andrade uh, hasn't done much since the Royal Rumble. He's been shown on TV a few times, but um, it looks like they might be doing like a like a, a Dom Andrade thing. Uh, maybe. Um, obviously, Ty Dillinger or Sean Spears, however you want to refer to him, uh, is on NXT now, so we'll see what they do with him. But, uh, I mean, there's still speculation. What's up? He had a very interesting interview I was watching, um, Spears, that he's kind of like a Tommy Dreamer kind of guy. Doesn't really want to be a champion, wants to be known for being good in the business, doing business, being a good guy, being a good father. The champion, he's, he's like, I'm not going to go down. Maybe I won't be in the Hall of Fame. Maybe I will. I, it doesn't matter to me, just as long as I'm known as the guy that always did good business. And that made me like him even more. So I, I just yeah. wanted to put that out there. The business needs guys like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I know there's still rumors and speculations on what's going to happen with uh, Buddy Matthews and uh, Malachi Black. 
you know, if they're going to make their returns to the E or something like that. Um, I would love to see those. I, we have always been huge fans of Alistair Black and uh, oh, Buddy yeah. Murphy. Huge fans of them. Love those guys. Worries me though that, you know, with these guys who want to come back, who might come back, who could come back, where is room for them? Well, let's, let, Rollins is about to go down. I believe Rollins, after WrestleMania, Rollins is going to be gone. Believe yeah. for a while. Yeah. So you got spots. You can get, as long as they don't get rid of our truth, I don't care, I don't care who else they touch. Yeah, but see, the thing is too, like, let's say Rollins does go down. Do you need a new guy or can you just bump somebody else up? LA, LA Knight, Finn Balor, Jay Uso, Damian Saint. Damian Saint? Yeah, that's his name. No, Damian. What the fucking dude's name? Judgment Day. His fucking name. Damian Priest. Damian Priest, yeah. Hey, you know what? Fucking Saint's the other guy you guys talk about on another show. Shout out to co GM of Rock and Pro Wrestling. Yeah, we talk about him on the regular, uh, the non regular show. better GM, but you know, whatever. Yeah, Damian Priest. Dude, maybe that's what's going to happen at WrestleMania. Maybe Seth Rollins beats Drew McIntyre. Maybe Damian Priest fucking cashes in on him. That, now, see, I've heard rumors that he's going to be the first one that expires on. If they Good. do that, yeah, if they do that, that'll be the stupidest fucking thing ever because that's not what that's about. Uh, would it be the stupidest? Katie Vick? I don't remember. Katie Vick was the woman who died in that car accident with Kane that Kane allegedly had sex with after she died. <laughs> Be the stupidest thing in recent memory. Okay, gotcha. Josh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the, uh, what was the death match with Moxley when Kingston had to cover him for safety? That's AEW. Oh, <laughs> That's AEW. Okay, so now we're na- now we're narrowing down to where. <laughs> okay, just just, just, check. just really checking on this, brother. Okay. Have you ever have you ever looked up a real exploding barbed wire match? I'm talking like Japan. I mean, they that is a production. Yeah, well, fucking AEW looks like they went to the fucking fireworks stand and Joe Dirt and got some snakes and sparklers. Real so, fuck so the news. <laughs> the basil snaps. Oh, Sean Spears is an NXT dude. Hey, you know what? Honestly, uh, fucking um, um, what the what the hell is Pillman's name? Le- Lexi King. Lexus King. Lexus King. Dude, even he's doing fucking good, and he's happy with what he's doing. People think that. People think that, you know, that they're not using him properly, but he's fucking happy with what he's doing. He even said in, like, an interview, he's like, dude, I used to sit in the back and work dark matches from time to time. Now I'm entering the, now now my entrance involves me sitting on a throne. Yeah. And people hate the fact that they changed his fucking name. Like, he chose that name. He's, he, he chose said, to be called that. He said eventually that he, maybe he'll be able to, he'll go back to the Pillman name, but as... As for right now, he's going to do what he does. And I met that dude. That dude is a stand-up dude. I met him six months back with the kid. Real nice guy. Did you tell him, that you, uh, did you tell him about JFW? Yeah, I told him about JFW. Yeah. What would you but say? He asked me the I same thing Brian Cage said. How many followers you got? Like, ah. How many followers did you tell me you had? 10,000. Fucking work the gimmick, brother. 
That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I learned my lesson with Cage. <laughs> <laughs> but 150? That's not enough. Oh. 150,000? <laughs> right. We don't pay you to be on the show. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I would I would tell Brian Cage the same thing I tell everyone else when they ask about views and downloads and all this shit, why we've been doing it for seven years and we only got, you know, the download amount and the uh, subscriptions we have. It's like, because we are in a unique situation where we started this up as just fans and we don't have help from other fucking people. You know, we don't, as much as I believe I have friends in this business, I don't have the type of friends in this business to help promote and push JFW, you know, like other shows do. You know, you got guys who, you know, have done this in less time than us and have more downloads than us, but that's because they're either A, guys of the business who know guys in the business that they can have on their shows to talk about, or they're guys who have never been in the business but have friends who are in the business who are able to help them promote and push and all this stuff. We don't have that. We 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 built it, we started it, we built it, we progressed with it, and we've done it all on our own. Because when I sit here and I do weekly Monday night shows where I put put where me, Nubby and Pac-Man, I'm not taking all the credit for it, but me, Nubby and Pac-Man go over match cards and results for multiple shows in this area. And nobody shares that shit from those companies. Yeah, that's bullshit. It is what it, yeah, it is it is what it is. It's like I this isn't my full time job. I do multiple things outside of this. If this was the only thing I did, there'd probably be a lot more production, there'd be a lot more uh producing it and all and all this other shit. But the thing is we we do the best we can with what we're able to do. You know, you have, you, you came back here, which I'm thankful for, but you have a life outside of this. Nubby has a life outside of this. Pac-Man has a life outside of this. I have a life outside of this. Like this, this is a part of my life, but it's not my life because I have other things that I need to do in life, like have a job and I do this freaking show and trying to put together videos for freaking Nest studios. Like there's other things. So do I want to grow? Absolutely. A hundred percent. Do I wish people would help by just sharing the fucking show they're talked about on? Absolutely, 100%. But I can't force them to do it. I'll tell you right now, the moment somebody gets... What's up? All right. Go ahead. The moment somebody from another wrestling company comes up to me and says, like, hey, do you mind sharing this, you know, blah, 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 I'd be like, absolutely. Are you willing to do the same? Yeah, I mean, you know, we we drove all over, yeah. and you, you obviously this is this is our our baby, but you've raised her more than I have. I'm I'm like the come along parent, yeah. you know, come along when I do. But I mean, we drove all over Illinois, mm-hmm. Indiana, Indiana, just trying to put our foot in the door ourselves. Yeah, it just happened to be that we went to certain places where. You had worked with previous wrestlers to where we kind of got that in, mm-hmm. and then we kind of had to kiss ass until we got what we needed. Yeah, and the very beginning, <clears throat> the very beginning, there were three companies that helped out the most. And that was Powerhouse Wrestling, Phoenix Pro Wrestling, and Southland Championship Wrestling. Yeah. 
Right. Uh, Powerhouse Wrestling changed owners. We have nothing to do with them now. Um, Phoenix Pro Wrestling is still there, but I don't talk with Paul as much as I do. He doesn't put on as many shows as he used to. And then there's still Southland Championship Wrestling. And I love Southland Championship Wrestling. I'll always love Southland Championship Wrestling yeah. because they're the most consistent that stuck with, uh, stuck with me. But sometimes I feel like an afterthought. And as much as that sucks, I accept it because Southland Championship Wrestling needs to do what's best for Southland Championship Wrestling. They're not here to do what's best for JFW. Um, and as we said before, when we started this whole thing out, we're not here to, you know, make money off of anybody. We're not charging anyone to promote them. We do it for free because we love wrestling. Right. All we ask is that they share the shit. And I, we, I think it started this year or maybe the end of last year. I don't know. Nubby might know because he's the one that posts the show up on our social media. But I started telling him, tag the shows that we talk about in the podcast at the bottom. We talk about fucking uh, Dreamwave, tag Dreamwave. CSW, POW, RPW, ARW, Southland Championship Wrestling, IPW. If we talk about them in the show, tag them in it. Makes sense. They still don't share it. Nubby shares it. Pac-Man shares it. I don't share it because I don't put podcasting stuff on my personal Facebook page because that's separate. That's why I have the JFW Facebook page. But it just makes no sense that I sit here and I could promote the, I could promote any show with any match card and talk about them and everything. Probably SCW and Rocket Pro the most. IPW a little bit, you know, past that and everyone else follows. I still don't get shares from them. And it's just like, I'm fine with if that's if that's the way it is, then it is what it is. You know, I can't sit there and whine and bitch and wonder why they're not doing it. But I, I don't I don't need people coming up to me and saying like, "Oh, wow, you've been doing this for seven years and you only have a couple thousand followers and you only average thirty or forty views a show." It's like, yeah, a hundred percent right. But before Nubby and Pac Man, when it was you and me. And we were talking about the televised pay-per-views and all that shit. We were averaging 80, 90 downloads. And we were slowly growing. And we were slowly progressing. And then 2018 happened with me. And I had to walk away from podcasting for a while to get my mind right. And then you had some shit in your life you had to take care of. And wrestling and this podcast just wasn't really the same first for a brief period of time. Dally came in. Uh, at, before we took a break, Dahlia was here, and Dahlia right. stuck around and helped what she could, and then she had her own life shit. Steve came around and helped what he could, and then he had his own life shit. Nubby showed up. Nubby uh, worked with me. Pac-Man uh, became uh, became part right. of it. And then we just focused on independent wrestling, and that was the only thing we ever talked about because there was so much to talk about. We were turning our hour-long shows, our hour 15-minute shows, into two-hour-long shows. And we never got a chance to talk about televised wrestling, so we never did. And the only reason I wanted this to come back so we could do that, so we could work on a worldwide audience. Right. And that's why, like I said, whenever you're available, let's fucking record. It's all yeah. up to you because it's your time, man. That's the thing. Like, what we're doing here. And it's something amazing you've always done for me is, and I probably take it for granted at moments, I guarantee it. I'm, I'm big enough now to admit that. But you've always worked around what I needed for my family, what I needed for me. So thank you. Um, not to publicly kiss your ass or anything, but. Dude, it's fine. Everyone else does it too. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, man. Like, I'm fine with it because the thing yeah. is, I don't have the responsibilities that you do. 
or Joe does, or Nubby, or I don't have – everyone's responsibilities are different. I have right. more free time in my life than any of you guys do. And so I'm able to work around that shit, you know? That's why that's why it's really it's really uh hard to come up to me and say, "Yeah, I guess we can't we, I guess we can't uh record this week because we can't find time." I'll call bullshit because I'm I I could always make time. Any any evening before even we before we started doing these on Saturday mornings, I told you, we could do them fucking Friday nights. I think when we were do uh when I was talking to you about the uh um Elimination Chamber. Before we did the results side of it, I was talking to you about doing it after you got home from work Friday night. Yeah, it's just that I pick up drum at that point in time. So yeah, so it's just like it's like it's like we we do we do the podcast for our listeners, and we want to do what we can for them and get stuff out as much as possible. And I'm always willing to change times and reorganize things and make it work for us. Right. Because I'm, because I'm, I have, I'm in a position where I can do that. I got nothing else going on. That's why I'm able to sit here and say, "Hey, Joe, let's record Saturday mornings." I record with Joe at between eight and nine. I record with you between nine and ten, or whatever the fuck it is. Uh, I guess we're on until eleven o'clock, but whatever. Um, freaked, but freaked me out a little bit this morning when I when I woke up and there wasn't any text messages. I was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> well, so so I, I tell Joe that we're starting at eight o'clock, and then Joe comes around and says, "Hey, can we start at eight fifteen? I'm like, "Of course we can. It's whatever. You know, get your coffee, get ready, and shit." And then we do our forty five minutes to an hour, and then around nine oh five, I see like, "Oh shit, I gotta let DJ know." And I didn't see a message from you, so I assume you're sleeping. So I was like, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna text Dizzle J real quick. Hey, brother." Uh, Ten minutes, then we'll go. Um, oh. Yeah, and then Mondays, you know, we used to record at like eight o'clock and shit. Now we're recording at five thirty-six. You know, it's it it's it's accommodating because I'd rather get the content out whenever we can instead of not at all. Right. And uh, so, you no, know, you don't have to thank me for finding time to do this shit with you. I thank you for finding time to do this shit with me because your life is busy and sometimes hectic. Um, but I don't know. I'm not. We we don't talk. The JFW's not yeah. talk about our lives. This is this freaking show <laughs> shit. This is this we is the other fre- show. We just turned into the freaking show. Yeah, we turned the freaking show into JFW last time. <laughs> but I say all this for the simple fact for those listeners out there who, granted, yes, are thirty, forty, sometimes more of you. Who are listening to this show? I ask you one simple question, one simple request. Make sure you subscribe to us on social media. Subscribe to us wherever you're listening to our show. And if you can, if you go onto our Facebook page and you see these shows are being posted, can you at least share them? Let people know that we are out here, that we're not just independent wrestling anymore. We are talking about the televised stuff. So what me and D- what me and Dizzle J are talking about here is being seen on WWE and AEW. Uh, once Impact and New Japan are doing a little bit more, we'll talk about them too and everything. Like, it's like, we are here for you guys, but we need a little bit of help, you know? And if you're looking to watch the podcast instead of just listening to it, it is released on YouTube, JFW Podcast on YouTube. I ask you to subscribe there. I want to try getting more subscriptions there. If we get, if we can start getting more subscribers over there and we could reach a certain goal and I'll talk with Dizzle J and Nubby and Pac-Man and if we could reach a certain goal on it, maybe, maybe we'll look at doing some fucking giveaways. Maybe we'll do some Carter comic giveaways or something like that. They do have wrestling themed comics. 
Maybe, maybe. I mean, I got I got a couple graded wrestling comics here myself. Maybe we'll do some giveaways once we reach a certain amount of uh, subscribers. But get over there. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, JFW Podcast. Subscribe to it. Hit the notification bell. You'll see when these shows come out and everything. And just help us grow. But we we've been doing this for seven years for you guys. And all I'm asking is for a little bit of help just by clicking a share button or subscribe button. So awesome. Jay, that's all I got. All I got for Jay. Jay, that's all I got. I thought you'd do the fucking outro first. I just did it. <laughs> Time to ring the bell in this episode. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, Pac-Man? I thought you were gonna do the. Oh yeah, you did do the. Oh shit. Well, I tell people to you know go on social media. Yeah, I did that part here. This is a, that, that entire fucking last two minutes. Of oh my God, I nubbed it. Social media, you fuck, you fucked it up, bud. I you packed re- it. I packed it. Uh, you really secondary that shit. I, I was so heart. I was so moved in the moment of our heartfelt messages to our fans. <laughs> I get it, man. I get it. I get it. Get it. Oh. For the third time, that's all I got. Time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect. As always, I am Travis T. I'm Dizzle J. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.